Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. Hello, everybody. Joshua Miller here. I uh, hope you are having a blessed day today. I uh, was wanting to uh, look at today a word from the Lord, Hebrews chapter 13. And pretty much the title of this chapter is Social and Religious Duties. How do we handle being Christians? How do we handle the the social side of it? How do we ha- handle the government side of it? We'll look a little bit about that. We'll see what this this scripture has to say. Uh, let's pray, dear Father, Lord. We thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us and what you've given us. Thank you that you're in control. That you're in charge. I thank you that we can look to you. Uh, for help and guidance and you're our strength and you're our our buckler we thank you lord for that i pray that you bless this uh the podcast today i pray that it would be beneficial for believers and help them to grow and mature in you help those that are lost that don't know christ as their lord and savior i pray that it would lead them to christ and to their salvation before it's everlasting too late and we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to look at uh, a one verse here real quick. It's uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. And I want to remind us of this again. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. This is a promise from God, from God himself, speaking to Solomon, King Solomon. And... This is true to all believers. We're all his children and heirs to the throne. And you see many times where the disciples in the New Testament, the apostles, referred back to the Old Testament. They quoted 
the Old Testament. Almost every time they spoke, you see that they quoted the Old Testament. They quoted Joel. They quoted Isaiah. They quoted uh, Moses and on and on and on because it's still alive. It's still true. It's God's word. And it would be good for us to heed his word. So we're going to do that today. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 13. And we'll go through it uh, verse by verse today, uh, Lord willing. We are facing a crisis here in this world. And it's a uh, pandemic of the uh, what's called the COVID-19 and I had mentioned in an earlier podcast about overreacting. And I'll explain a little more of this the overreaction is that we're getting all out of sorts because of a disease that tampers with the body, a physical sickness. And we begin to panic and We forget our friends, we forget our neighbors, we become selfish and start hoarding food and buying out things for and leaving nothing for anyone else. And that's a huge problem. And besides all that, it's a again a physical disease which we should be more worried about our eternal standing with God. Are we saved? Are we headed to heaven when we die? We need to be prepared for this, for the uh, eternity. Life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time and vanisheth away. We're here. We say, well, I'm going to live 50, 60 years old, 70 years old. That's going to be a long time. Let's compare, say you live 100 years, compare 100 years to eternity. 100 years. But this, we, we know in history, you can see thousands and thousands of years in history. and But look to eternity. It just keeps going and going and going and going. Kind of reminds me of the Energizer Bunny. keeps going and going, but uh, he's going to pass away one day. But eternity is forever. And you'll be eternally in one of two places you can't go back and forth if you look back in John and you see Jesus giving an an actual account of a rich man who died and went to hell and a poor man Lazarus who went to heaven went to Abraham's bosom an actual account that Jesus knew of him being the Son of God, and he described it. And they were eternally in that location, in their respective locations, forever. From that time on that they physically died, their soul, eternal soul, will always be in those respective places. The rich man regretted his decision that he had turned his back on God and did not trust him and did not believe in him 
You have that choice today to choose Christ as your Lord and Savior and follow Him or reject Him and try to take care of yourself, which will be futile. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13. And we'll start with verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. I cannot stress this enough. Through a crisis, and we're speaking to brothers and sisters in Christ right now, cannot stress this enough that we work together and help each other. That we lend a hand to those that are in need. Don't be selfish. Don't grab three grocery carts full of food. Don't grab a 200 packs of steaks. Um, get what you need. There's a, a there's a time to have a supply, and there's an appropriate amount of supply. Uh, be thoughtful for others. We're Christians. We, our Father, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. In case you've forgotten, love each other, show kindness, and help each other. Be courteous. Don't forget to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels and unaware. Even in this crisis, we have a job to treat people right, to be courteous. There, we get scared, okay? But we shouldn't panic. Philippians 4, 6 says to be anxious for nothing. To, to worry, don't worry about anything, but by all prayers and supplications, let your requests be made known to the Lord. He will help you. He will straighten it out. Trust Him. There are more things we can think of at the moment that are out of our control. But can you think of anything that is out of the control of God? There isn't anything. So don't forget to entertain strangers. Be kind to other people around you. They need help too. They need to eat too. Don't push them aside and and try to uh, take care of yourself. We're here to help. And especially, this is a warning. It says, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. What does that mean? Well, that means that... God has angels here and they're kind of they're they're watching us they're taking account of us and you know who angels report to directly to God so treat everybody right because God is watching remember them that are in bonds as bound with them and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body, okay? At this point, with all of us, with this, um, the virus going on, which we're making precautions and, and uh, taking uh, social distancing, trying to uh, beat this virus and to get rid of it quick, quickly and swiftly, remember others around you doing the same thing, that consider them in, in everything that we do. And 
just imagine, show compassion to those that are suffering that maybe had the flu. Don't some would think, well, I'm glad it was them and not me. That's a, a wicked thought. But so, show compassion to those that are, are in that are worse shape than we are. This virus will attack those that have pre-existing conditions. They're already weak, and this is what who the what the virus attacks are so those that are already weak, and it specifically targets the lungs, where you cannot breathe. So those that have any kind of uh, uh, lung damage or weakness or anything like that are susceptible to it so remember them uh, have compassion show compassion to them uh, so here we'll look at this as we continue how we should we'll look at an overall how we should conduct our life and we're going to go straight through verse 4 says marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge we have to treat everyone with respect treat each other right God has ordained marriage he has ordained it as one man and one woman there is are only two sexes male and female nothing else the marriage bed here is as ordained by God is pure and holy he says undefiled it is right it is clean it is blessed by God but anything else he says but whoremongers and adulterers adulter adulterers God will judge the anything done outside of that bond of marriage, any sexual act. God will judge, meaning that he has there are consequences specifically for those sins. And it's a sin. Anything outside of that, husband, wife, male, female, married, ordained by God, anything outside of that, is wrong it's a sin let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he has said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee you see that in verse 5 for he hath said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee that is Jesus speaking giving us him his promise he always will be with us to the end of the world through eternity for those of us that are saved that have Jesus Christ in our heart as Lord and Savior he'll never leave us nor forsake us and that's a beautiful promise and I trust it I believe it Jesus said it I believe it uh, because he said it I trust him because he has never done anything wrong. He has never sinned. No, I don't understand everything. I don't understand the whole word of God. I don't understand the God's thoughts. Because if I could, he wouldn't be God. I'm a human. I have a finite mind. God is infinite. 
and his grace and his mercy, his wisdom, his knowledge is infinite. Beyond comprehension of us as humans. That's why I trust him because he's bigger than me. He's bigger than anything that I'll ever face. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Don't hoard things. Get what you need. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. There is no fear in what's going on if we are trusting in Christ. We can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Can you say that? The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. It doesn't matter what they do unto this body. I know that I will live for eternity with Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I know that to be 100%. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man doeth unto me. Psalms 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? Psalms 56, verse 4 says, In God I will praise His word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Verse 11, In God have I put my trust, I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. This is even considering what anything, anything that comes our way. I trust God. I believe in Him. I, I'm content with Him, His knowledge he knows about the situation he knows what i'm gonna go through before i even go through it remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of god whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation this verse 7 is referring to the preachers there are men of god who are declaring his word to you they're broadcasting it for everyone to hear and they are being bold saying the Lord is my helper I will not fear what man shall do unto me and they're preaching the Word of God without fear remember them they have it says remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the Word of God and we can also apply this to our president President Trump I will apply it to him because has he not given us the word of God? Has he not declared that we need a national day of prayer? Has he not declared that we as a nation need to unite under God and trust him? Has he not said that we need to look to him? By the way, God is the author and finisher of our faith. And we have a leader. He has the rule over us. And God has put him in position. He's put him in that position for a reason. And President Trump is doing a good job with what he has. He doesn't, we, none of us know what the outcome will be, but he is being very wise in his decisions. And there's some that's going to scoff, going to laugh, going to ridicule, and they already are. 
There are those that are trying to hinder in the the face of this virus killing people and we're trying to save lives and yet there's politics in the way which is straight from the devil. And so we're here to pray for them. Remember them which have the rule over you. Show them respect. Give them the prayer. Whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. Their walk is after the Lord. Um, we have those that we thank God for that in our government that are exercising faith. Uh, Mr. Pence is showing faith and showing wisdom. And we need to be like that. Show faith in Christ. Show faith in God that He's in charge. Uh, he's given us the wisdom and the knowledge to, to act in circumstances like this. And he will show us the way. He'll guide us through the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. He hasn't changed. He's, he's always has been. And this is Jesus Christ. The same yesterday. In the past. Today. Presently. He's the same. And forever. For eternity. He hasn't changed. John 8:58 said Jesus is speaking here, verily verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, you know Abraham was alive a few thousand years ago and he died. He says, verily verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Truly truly I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. How is that possible? Well, the fact that he is the Son of God makes it possible. Remember the Trinity? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. He is a triune God. Try to understand it and he is not God. We don't understand the... We can't grasp it because we have finite minds. We are human. God is God and we must trust what he says we must believe his word. That's why he sent us his word. In the beginning was the word. The same was with God. The same was God. It was Jesus Christ who came and gave us the word. We must trust him no matter what comes our way. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. We hear this all the time about this uh the left wing crazies crazy stuff going on we hear this with um, the, some, with um, wolves and sheep's clothing, clothing preaching the word but with uh, altern, ulterior motives uh, you've got to be careful you got to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord and if you're doing that then You'll catch it when uh, you'll see a diverse, different, strange doctrine. When something is not right, is not in tune with God's word and what it says, someone has taken something out of context, you'll catch it. Because you know God's word and you can compare it and you can see which is right, which is wrong. God's word is always right, by the way. So we compare it to his word because it's never failing. It's inerrant. 
For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. There are those whose God is the belly. And that's apparent when you see that people hoarding groceries and keeping about 20 or 30 other people from getting food because they've hoarded it all. Their God is their belly. And that's that's a sign to look for if you see that. If you know the Word of God, you would catch that and see that there's a problem. It is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp, meaning the blood sacrifice, the sin sacrifice for the blood, back when the Jews had to sacrifice an animal for the blood, remember that was a temporary sign of what was to come, and but they had to do that. They had to, to shed the blood for sin. But the bodies were burned without the camp. They were taken out. They couldn't be burned there because it was sin, full of sin, burned without the camp. It says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. He took all the sin of the world upon himself. left the glories of heaven to take my sin, to take your sin. He suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. He took that sin where we trust him that he forgave us of our sin and we stand out. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Hebrews 11.10 says, For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Those of us that follow Christ, accept that Christ is our Lord and Savior, we're looking for that, a place of rest, a place of glory that's uh, heaven God's home he's built it for us for all those who believe and trust him this is just a temporary place here we're just pilgrim, pilgrims traveling through looking for a city it says here we have no continuing city but we seek one to come we know we're sure of this will come it says by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Even in the worst of times, we have something to thank God for. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my health. thank God for, for my job. I thank God for my friends, for my family. I thank God for the food that He's given me. I thank God for the country that He 
has given me. The list goes on and on and on to thank God. We as believers understand that God is in control. There's nothing out of control, nothing out of His hands. We need to give thanks, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. God loves to hear His children giving Him thanks and showing appreciation for what He has done. Don't you hate it when you, uh, it hurts, you know, it kind of pricks your heart when you do something nice for somebody and they just turn a cold shoulder to you and show no appreciation? Well, that's the same thing we do when we take every day for granted and assume we have gotten to this place on our own strength or our own merit when we haven't. Verse 16 says, But to do good and to communicate forget not, for which such sacrifices God is well pleased. Do good. Help others. It's very important. Do good and to communicate forget not. We need to have that relationship with the other believers around us. Our brothers and sisters have a good, solid communication between us us so that we grow iron sharpens iron we will grow off of each other and grow closer to the Lord we will um, stimulate each other's growth but if we are to spend time with those that take God's name in vain that curse and cuss and vulgar and uh, they're unfaithful to their family they're unfaithful to God they skip church when they want to because they feel like it because they're tired we're going to do the same thing which does not please God we have we want as Christians we desire to please him and to uh, make him happy so to speak he's see he has exercises pleasure in us being obedient my kids will come running to me and say daddy 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 look 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 and they're excited to show me something and then I say that was a good job you did an excellent job and they get excited they're happy when their their dad is happy for what they did they say that they drew me a picture and they're excited to show me and I see it I said, you did a great job. That's a good job. And they're excited. They're happy. I'm happy. It's a bond, a, a bond you never want to lose. And we have that bond in God. We just trust Him. Verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves. We have a rulers over us we have a president his cabinet we have the states governors local authorities and at this time they are doing the best they can to help us notice that the governors they're trying to they to restrict the spread of the virus and they're asking for people to stay home as much as possible those that have been infected are being quarantined we're trying to handle what could be a devastating amount of sickness and death. 
and but they're trying appro- appropriately trying to subside it and it must be done in an orderly manner in a civil manner we the people should respect the authority that we have and follow them notice that there has nothing to do with persecuting the church they are showing their concern to help others in the sickness and prevent them from getting hurt prevent them from dying we must be good examples of Christ show respect for their wishes it says obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves there's a colon there the next phrases for they watch for your souls they are watching for your life God has put our leaders in place and it's especially evident with the leaders we have now and God has done it for a reason and here he gives you one of the reasons for they watch for your soul they're watching for your life they're standing guard for you they want life for you some don't believe that they you may disagree with me here's what the Word of God says obey them that have the rule over you this is meaning the civil authorities submit yourselves for they watch for your souls they've not done anything out of God's will they've not uh, rebelled against God they're doing their duty we need to help them we need to pray for them need to you need to pray for your president you need to pray for his cabinet members you need to pray for the the uh, the governors you need to pray for all the the local officials the police the pray for them don't don't uh, stab them in the back with your your foul words or your your hate support them with your prayers and support them with encouraging words let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth except that which is edifying to the hearers if we're a Christian we we'll want to please God and we we'll want to obey him Jesus said he'll know us because of how we obey him Jesus says if you love me you will keep my commandments if you don't keep his commandments that means do you love Jesus? Do you love him? Do what he says. We do we want to listen to what he tells us to do. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls. They are caring for you. You may not understand, you may not see it now, but they are. They must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you we need to obey them obey help them lift them up in prayer this is as they that must give account they have to give account they are a leader leaders all leaders are responsible for giving an account for their actions how did they lead people how did they lead the children of God how did they treat them? They have to give an account for what they do. They are held responsible 
by God. You don't have to call them names. Don't have to uh, curse at them. You don't have to to gossip about them. God is keeping an account. They have to give an account of what they did. They are responsible. It is best that we do our part so they can do their part. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. It's so much harder to work when you're upset than when you're happy, right? It's a whole lot easier to work with someone that's happy than someone that's pouting, someone that's grumpy, someone that's negative, someone that's pessimistic. He says, for that is very that is unprofitable for you. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help the case any better. He continues here, verse 18, Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Honesty is the best policy. We have a Acts 5.29. We've heard this before. We ought to obey God rather than men. And we've got to be careful because God has put men in charge so that we obey Him. He has, God has put men in charge to obey Him. God is in His grand scheme is working things together. And He says all things work together for the good for them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Do you love God? Well, then it's going to work together for the good. Are you a Christian? Then it's going to work together. Are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? He has a purpose for you. And you should find it. But I beseech you rather to do this, that I may be restored to you sooner. Uh, Speaking to the local church there. And he's going to close out here with verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We are to trust God who is the great shepherd. What is a shepherd? What does he do? A shepherd leads sheep, leads his flock, and he sacrifices his personal time to minister to the sheep. And sheep aren't very smart animals, by the way. They uh, will easily get caught in the brambles and the briars and get stuck and trapped because of their wool because they can't cut their wool themselves and it grows and gets uh, kinky and wooly and they get stuck and a sheep will die in the briars because he can't get out on his own so the shepherd will have to pull him out So he takes time to pull him out and make sure he doesn't get trapped. 
you know that a sheep laying down will find a good mud hole to sit in and enjoying the day but a sheep will sometimes roll over on its back and get stuck and can't move and a sheep will then panic because it's helpless and can't roll back over on its own and will panic and scream and yell and bleat until it dies well the shepherd is here to watch the sheep and care for them so he looks again for this the sheep may have fallen flat on its back and he finds the one that has and he rolls them back over puts them back on his feet and plants them on solid ground so they can walk again and move forward there's many many more things that the sheep will do that is pretty dumb but we see that we as people act just like sheep sometimes we uh, fall into snares of the devil that we've been warned not to go near we've uh, taken rest in places where in our own assumptions were safe and secure which actually weren't and we've fallen flat on our back because of our poor decisions Yet Jesus continues to come and lend a hand and pick us up, set us on our feet, set us on that rock to stay. And he is there for us. He shed his blood on the cross for us, gave his life, perfect, sinless life for us to live. And it's good for us if we would... uh follow him, obey him, set a good, solid example for those around us. I'll read that again, verse 20, verse 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.